Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. So pretty big news coming in from the SpaceX camp today. Last night, they rolled back Booster 7 from the high bay. Now, if you're not familiar with Booster 7 is, it's the Starship launch vehicle. So the Starship has a booster and it has the Starship on top. So the Starship Super Heavy is both of those things combined. And Booster 7, supposedly, according to Elon Musk, is the booster that will be sending the Starship into orbit for the orbital flight test sometime later this year. And recently, Elon said that it looks like they have a really good shot at late February or sometime in March for this orbital flight test. And this is going to change the whole outlook of the future of spaceflight for SpaceX and also the rest of humanity because this has the biggest payload ever for any spacefaring vehicle. Now, this Booster 7 Super important that it's back on the pad today. Now, Booster 7 going to the orbital launch mount, and the orbital launch mount is basically what holds the ship in place before it launches. It mounts on top of it, keeps it steady, so the ship can fly at the right trajectory. Right, So Starship on top of Booster 7, not quite yet. But what they did do is they mounted Booster 7 on the orbital launch mount last night. Huge deal. Huge deal. They moved it back from the from the the stand where they were doing some checks on it back at the bay. Now it's back down at the flight area. Now, the Starship has been stacked before. I was there when they stacked the Starship in early 2022, February-ish 2022. And I have video of it, have photos of it. It's amazing. It's huge. It's about 400 feet tall. The thing is a massive, massive rocket. And they're going to be doing a stack, possibly, of Ship 24 on top of Booster 7, either today or early tomorrow. So there is a road closure coming up. And I, those are the, the road closures are in place so they can do these sort of tests, right? So Monday, January 9th. There's a closure from 2 a.m. to 5 p.m. Texas time. But there's a closure that's canceled for Tuesday, but the beach will be open. So if they don't get it done today on Monday, I'm recording this Monday, January 9th. And if they don't get it done today, if they don't do the stack today, they could possibly have to wait till Wednesday for this, right? But we're assuming that they're going to get it done today. And if they do, I'll let you know on Twitter at Space News Pod when they, when they stack this thing up. So please take a look over there. Now, this is a huge deal because this is one more step closer to the orbital flight test. Now, they've already tested the booster a few times. They've had static fires, which means they they test out the engines on the pad to make sure that everything works well. The piping works well. The fuel going into the the, the rocket engines all works well. They've done those static fires before. Now, they're waiting possibly for either 
a 20 something odd static fire. We're not exactly sure how many they'll do and they don't tell us beforehand. So it could be 21, 24, 26, but also they have 33 Raptor engines on this booster. It's the most powerful and biggest rocket that's ever been built. So this is a huge deal that that's on this pad right now because there's a possibility that they don't even do a static fire of all of the test engines at once. Cause these are still test engines. These are Raptor twos. There's a possibility that they don't test all of these engines all at once that they test them in cycles. So they did a seven, there's a 14, there's 11 could be a 22, 24, and then they could do an outer ring test and an inner ring test. Just make sure they test all of these engines before they take it to a flight, but there might not be a full 33 engine full flow static fire. So if that's not the case, Elon has stated that there's a possibility that instead of a 33 engine static fire altogether, they just let her rip and this thing flies to orbit on the first test of all of these 33 Raptor two engines, which if you're a rocket enthusiast, this is super exciting because this is a test vehicle. Elon has stated numerous times, same with Gwen Shotwell. They have to be very careful with what they do on the pad at Starbase, because if they somehow destroy something on the pad, if something goes wrong, if there's a rapid unscheduled disassembly of this rocket or a RUD as they call it, something really bad could happen to the launch mount. And the launch mount is important because it has all of the fuel all of the electronics, everything that the booster needs in order to take flight. And without the pad the way that it is now, there's hundreds of yards of cabling, hundreds of yards of piping. And if something were to go bad, if the the rocket were to blow up on the pad, they would be set back for months, possibly a year. The FAA would step in at this point. They know it's a test rocket, so they understand the consequences of testing these rockets down here. But the FAA would take a look, especially with this thing being part of the the NASA HLS program. They take a look at it and they'd say, "Hey, maybe this is it's going to take a little bit of time for us to for us to figure this out and to give them a uh, launch license for this thing, because if it disassembles on the pad, what could happen in flight?" So it could take a little bit of time, but they understand, you know, there's processes in place between SpaceX and the FAA, and it could be a no brainer. It could be no big deal, or it could also be years of postponement because, you know, something that happened to the space shuttle, this is going to, this is going to transport people, you know, and they have to be as safe as possible with this rocket. This is going to transfer people from, the orbit of the moon to the moon's surface. One of these, not this one in particular, mind you, but this is going to be the HLS program a few years down the line. So the the FAA and the SpaceX have to work together to get this right the first time, hopefully, so they don't damage the pad. Now, that being said, it's an exciting time because once they stack up ship 24 on booster seven, they're going to be doing a fit test. And what the fit test does is make sure that all the systems that work with the ship and the booster and the orbital launch mount, which includes the launch arms and the tower, all of the stuff that's stage zero, by the way, all of the tower and 
the orbital launch mount is stage zero. Stage one is the booster. Stage two is the starship. And they have to make sure that all those systems work and are in place and they're reliable before the orbital flight test. Now, if it's the case that they do stack the ship on top of the booster, everything fits properly. They may do some cryogenic testing of both vehicles. So they could do a cryogenic test of the ship and the booster together. Make sure everything fits well when it's extremely cold. And they could also do some cryogenic, you know, and propulsion flow tests during this time as well. So maybe a spin prime test, make sure the engines work while they're stacked for the booster. And then eventually they'll continue doing the work on the booster. They might even do a static fire with the ship on top. And that would be a thing that they would do before, like right before they do the launch. You know, they would do all the static fires of the booster separated from the ship. And then when they mate them together, they would have to do a static fire as well. That's kind of how normal a space flight goes. If you see a regular rocket, say a Falcon 9 rocket, and they have the fairing on top, they put the fairing on top and then they do a static fire. They don't do the static fire without the fairing on top. So the fairing is the thing that houses the satellite before it gets into orbit. Now, the thing is, when they when they mate these two, the rocket and the booster, they still have over a month, if Elon's correct, because it's January 9th right now when I'm recording this. So they have over a month if Elon is expecting late February or sometime in March launch of this thing. And of course, we're always optimistic if we're thinking about Elon Musk, you know, for his timeframes. So realistically, probably middle of summer for this launch, because there's still a lot of stuff to do. So usually what they do is they stack up the ship and they'll do some cryogenic testing, some fit testing, make sure everything works together in unison. And then they'll do some more testing after that. They'll take them apart and test them separately. This show is brought to you by Backblaze. I use Backblaze to back up my podcast, my video files, all of my writing stuff and all my photos. And you get unlimited computer backup for Macs and PCs for just $7 a month. You can back up your own documents, photos, videos, drawings, projects, all of your data and access your backed up data from anywhere in the world using the web app. And you can access the files on your mobile too. iOS, Android apps, all covered. And this is the cool part. This is my favorite part. You can restore it by mail. A hard drive will come to your house with all your data shipped to your door. It could come to your business too. And you can restore return refund program. So you can buy a hard drive restore, send the hard drive back within 30 days and get a full refund. So basically they ship you this hard drive and then you ship it back and you don't ever pay for it, which is the perfect program for somebody who has huge files and you don't want to waste days and days downloading terabytes and teraflops of data. And if you're worried about accidentally deleting your files, two bucks extra a month, you can increase your retention history to one year. And I use it for all of my video files. It comes in super handy. So $7 plus $2, $9 a month, and you get everything backed up. Ease of mind for up to a year. And... If you use the URL backblaze.com slash Elon, you get a fully featured 15 day, no credit card required free trial. Check it out, play with it, start protecting yourself from potential bad times. Back your stuff up. It's recommended by the New York Times, Inc, Macworld, PC World, LifeWire, 
Wired, Tom's Guide, 9 to 5 Mac, and more. And it's recently been listed on the NASDAQ Stock Exchange under BLZE, so you know they're legit. Backblaze is committed more than ever to bringing easy and affordable data storage that you can trust. Don't be that person that forgot to back up their important files. We've got your back. Sign up for a free 15-day trial. No credit card required. Go there, sign up, play with it. It's really powerful and it's really easy to use. So go to backblaze.com slash Elon. Backblaze.com slash Elon. Backblaze.com slash Elon. And then they'll stack them up again for the flight and do another fit test and then do some more testing together. And then that's going to take, you know, stacking this right now, it takes a whole day to stack this. And then there's no more road closures. There's no road closures on Tuesday, but possibly on Wednesday from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, same thing, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And Friday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. And usually on Fridays and the weekends, they have a, a deal with the local county, Cameron County, that they won't close the beach for the weekends because people enjoy going to the beach for a good time. So the Fridays, Saturday, Sunday, there's no testing on that. So there you lose two, four, six, eight-ish days of, uh, of testing that they could be doing. And they will be doing other things. They will be working continuously at Starbase during that time. But most of the time, the weekends are kind of kind of slow. But they may be ramping it up for the orbital flight test. And you can tell, you can tell from the activity on the ground how exciting it's going to be go- getting at Starbase in the next few months. So probably in the next, we can kind of tell in the next two weeks where we'll be at in the next month if they have an influx of people and if they're working hard and if there's a ton of people down there, you will see an influx of people coming in to finish out this work. And real quick, before we get into the Tesla news, I got to ask you for a favor. Could you please just for a second, hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're on right now And also, if you can, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts because that really helps out the show and I want to grow this thing. There's a whole roadmap I have for 2023 and I'll share that in a future episode because I want you to be part of this. We're all a community here. We're all here for the same reasons. So if you could help me out, I'm going to help you out in return by producing better and more content in the future. Thank you very much. So that's what's happening at Starbase, Texas. But let's talk a little bit about what's happening with Tesla and the Model S. The price range of a Tesla Model S is somewhere between $100,000 to $130,000, and it could go up to about $150,000, depending on what kind of options you add to your order. This is an impressive vehicle. You know, the quickest acceleration in a production vehicle today, zero to 60 in under two seconds. The quarter mile goes 9.23 seconds at 155 miles per hour, 1,020 horsepower, three high performance motors with carbon sleeve rotors. It's a beautiful piece of engineering. Now, the thing is, There's one piece of this beautiful piece of engineering that some people absolutely despise. And it is the steering yoke. I think it's great. And it doesn't just look amazing, it's also very functional. You can look over the top of the yoke and see your heads up display. Now, the current Model S's have an option for a steering wheel. 
you can have a full wheel. You don't have to use the yoke. And on their website, you can switch between the two. Yoke steering is included. The steering wheel itself is included, but it's not a normal steering wheel with all the buttons and gadgets like a, a normal traditional vehicle. It's a slimmed down version. And it's a great addition to the Model S vehicles. Now, some people that already bought the Model S that only had the option for a yoke were kind of out of out of luck at this point because they liked steering wheels they couldn't get used to the yoke but they loved everything else about the vehicle and there were some third parties that you could go to to install a steering wheel on your tesla model s or model s plaid but they were kind of expensive fourteen hundred dollars for an installation of a custom circular round steering wheel replacement for the model s or model x or the plaid the 2021 to 2023 version also with a discount of $600. So originally it was $2,000 for this extra wheel that you can add onto your Model S or Model X. So what do you do at that point if you're Tesla and you start offering the vehicle with a steering wheel or a steering yoke? Well, they've come to the rescue of those people that don't really like the yoke. Tesla is now offering a retrofit for drivers of its Model S and Model X vehicles who want to switch from the yoke steering wheel to a traditional round steering wheel. The retrofit, which costs $700, includes installation and features a heated wheel and premium vegan leather. However, it does offer a very familiar form factor for drivers who may not have been used to the yoke design. It will be available starting in March of 2023 and is also compatible with Model S and Model X vehicles equipped with a yoke. And this retrofit option comes after Tesla recently began offering a round steering wheel as an option for new buyers of the Model S and Model X. Previously, the only steering wheel option for these vehicles was the yoke steering wheel. And some current owners may be disappointed that they have to pay for the retrofit as the round steering wheel is now a free option for new buyers. However, it's worth noting that the round steering wheel is not a normal steering wheel, but rather a round version of the yoke steering. And the retrofit allows drivers of these Tesla models to switch from the yoke steering wheel, which is shaped like a horizontal bar, to a more traditional wheel. And this may be appealing to some drivers who prefer the look and feel of a round steering wheel over the yoke design. Now, the yoke design takes a little bit of time to get used to, and some people just aren't ready for that move. Tesla recently released their California footprint information to the public. So they post this on their website. It's at the uh, tesla.com slash blog address, and it's the Tesla's California footprint article. And they say in the last 20 years since Tesla was founded in San Carlos, California, we've grown from a long shot startup to the state's largest manufacturing employer and world's largest leading electrical vehicle maker. So there's a few key points that I want to touch on today, and we can talk about those a little bit later, but I want to share this information with you so we can get it out there because I think this is important for the future of Tesla, but also for the future of manufacturing in California. Now, Tesla is a huge, huge manufacturer in California. They have a lot of money pumping into the economy and also not just jobs with Tesla themselves, but secondary markets and other suppliers. So they had an economic impact assessment that happened just recently. So here we go. Let's take a look at these bullet points. Now, the first one is Tesla supported California jobs direct and indirect exceeded 
80,000 in 2021. That's over 43,000 of these stemmed from $1.6 billion in expenditures with California suppliers. $1.6 billion. That's a lot of money. Now, they also say here Tesla supported jobs in California increased by 40% from 2018 to 2021. In 2021, wages exceeded the state average by 50%, offering the highest compensation in our sectors. So they're not just making money. They're giving money back to the people that do the work. So the highest compensation in the sectors that they run in. So the EV market and the manufacturing market. And here's another bullet point. For every 100 direct Tesla jobs, 50 more were supported in the supply chain and 68 by follow-on consumer activity. So out of every 100 direct Tesla jobs, it's 100 people that work at Tesla, 50 more were supported in the supply chain. So they're not just bringing money into Tesla, they're bringing money into the economy for other people in California. And from 2018 to 2021, Tesla paid an average of $1 billion in federal, state, and local taxes annually, with approximately $400 million going towards state and local taxes in 2021. That is a lot of money. $1 billion in federal, state, and local taxes annually. That's $400 million going towards state and local taxes in 2021. $400 million. So Tesla is not only employing people and employing the people that help them out, they're also helping out California by giving them the taxes. But that just happens because you're a manufacturer in California. You have to pay your taxes anyway. But Tesla shows that they're making in-runs with the $400 million going towards state and local taxes in 2021. Now they go on. Bullet point number three from 2018. Oh, sorry. Bullet point number four. Tesla's average contribu contribution to the gross state product, the GSP, rose by 42% between 2018 and 2021 while the state's GSP grew by 16%. So basically 16% state's GSP grew and Tesla's at 42%. They're well above the state average. And the last bullet point, wages from Tesla and Tesla connected jobs resulted in $16.6 billion in economic activity or $44.4 million injected into California's economy each day. So not just Tesla paying taxes, but Tesla paying the people that work for them and the, also the suppliers and those people spending money on California's economy, whether it's going out to dinner, buying groceries, you know, whatever it is that they have to do. Some of them probably still have ice cars. So maybe buying some gas for their cars the normal everyday stuff, buying clothes, jewelry, everything else, digital, etc. So they're spending money in California with the money that Tesla makes from being in California with this highly skilled workforce. And then at the very end, they say in 2022, Tesla grew to 47,000 employees, direct employment in California, and our production footprint continued to increase as our two millionth vehicle run off the lines in Fremont. Since 2016, we have made over $5 billion in capital investments in our facilities. And we're confident that these trends will continue and that 2023 will be even bigger year for Tesla in California. So they will continue to operate in California. Some people, there's been rumors that saying that Tesla will be moving everything to Texas. 
in the coming year, but those are unfounded and there's no, there's no data to back that up whatsoever. And they're saying right here, we're going to continue 2023 in California. So anything that they said before this, anything that you've heard online about Tesla moving everything to Texas, don't, don't think about it because right here, Tesla states that they will be staying in California, but they're, they're giving a bunch of money to the people in California. They're giving a bunch of money to California itself. So Tesla is a win for California. Hey, I want to say thanks to everybody out there listening today. And thank you for those that have subscribed to the show. It really does help out a ton. So thank you so much again. And I appreciate your time. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye.